Hi, I'm Caroline, a yoga teacher with a special interest in menopause based in Edinburgh. And hi, I'm Dr. Claire, a GP with a special interest in menopause based in North London. Together, we are the Menopause Sisters and we're here to guide and support you through your menopause journey. Hello, welcome to the Menopause Sisters show. And today we're delighted to introduce Melinda McDougall, who's a registered medical herbalist um, and passionate about helping women have a healthy and happy menopause. And we're just delighted, actually, because we get a lot of questions, don't we, Claire, around Mm. what alternative remedies there might be if somebody doesn't want to take HRT or in addition to HRT. So thank you, Melinda, so much for joining us today. Yeah, it's my absolute pleasure to be here with you. Thanks. It is actually really lovely to be speaking to um, someone about what alternatives there are to HRT, because we know that HRT isn't for everybody. You may not choose to take it. You may not want to take it. You may not be able to take it. So having that holistic approach is really helpful. So thank you for joining us. And I I really wanted to start by finding out from you a bit about what herbal medicine is. What, What is herbal medicine? So um, herbal medicine is the oldest form of medicine on the planet. Um, You know, the history of herbal medicine really is the history of medicine itself, you know, and a lot of our modern day pharmaceutical medicines are actually derived from plant medicines, Um, you know, and many of them still use, um, you know, plant constituents in the pharmaceutical medicines. Um, But with herbal medicine, we sort of take a a slight step backwards from pharmaceutical medicine um, because we like to use the whole plant extracts rather than just taking one molecule from that plant and perhaps synthesizing it into a drug. So we like to use whole plant extracts. Um, So it's not homeopathy. That is a different system of medicine. Um, And herbal medicine, um, you know, when you come to see a herbalist, um, you might, it, it is a little bit like seeing a GP, you know, because we will, um, uh, you know, ask you about your digestion and your blood pressure and all that sort of stuff. Um, but we do take a sort of a, a more sort of holistic rounded view and, and look at, you know, your, your general health from a 360 degree perspective. But, um, you know, we, we work with um, teas, like herbal teas, um, or we might also work with, you know, herbal tablets. So the herbs have been compounded into a tablet. Um, and I mainly work with tinctures, which are a liquid form of the herbal medicine, um, which is an alcohol, a low alcohol extraction, which preserves the chemical constituents of those plants and also makes it very bioavailable in the body. So that's the, that's my favorite way of working with herbs. And so when you, when we're thinking about treating, I mean, obviously we're here to talk about perimenopause and menopause and and other things, but when we, when we're thinking about that holistic approach, essentially in a consultation and a woman comes with a whole variety of perimenopausal or menopausal symptoms, how would you, how would you start to clarify what it is that she might need? What's your approach to that sort of scenario? Yeah, that's a really good question. So the first time I see someone, I'll talk to them for 90 minutes and I'll go into a lot of detail and, you know, we'll look at her symptoms. So what she's really wants some help with. Um, But then we'll also dig a bit deeper and really look at all the different 
body systems, like your digestive system, your cardiovascular system, um, look at your diet, um, look at, you know, what, you know, your emotional uh, life as well, because stress is such a huge factor, um, you know, and actually we don't talk enough about cortisol in, men- in menopause. You know, we talk about estrogen and progesterone, but actually cortisol is huge, you know, and being quite stressed and having high cortisol levels makes your menopausal symptoms worse. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll spend a lot of time getting to know someone so that I can then go away and work out which herbs are the right ones to give her. And I guess you, you're, you're treating the person as a whole in that holistic approach. And, and is it a case of mixing herbs together or? Yeah. So um, in uh, one of my, uh, prescription so everyone gets a different prescription from me and obviously I have to take into account what um, drugs they're taking what medication they're on as well to avoid any interactions Um, but typically they'll receive a bottle from me that will have about seven or eight different herbal tinctures mixed together in a certain formula that I will um, calculate Uh, so everyone will get that and then they will normally take it twice a day morning and night um, just to keep the levels of those plant medicines up in their body. Um, you know, and herbal medicine can work quite quickly on some things. So, um, you know, for example, um, mood and anxiety, it works quite quickly. But with hormone balance, you have to be a little bit patient and it can take a few menstrual cycles for things to start calming down a bit if you're still menstruating. Yeah, yeah. I'm really pleased you mentioned cortisol because mm. actually we, uh, we had a workshop this weekend and I, I will mention it. Um, in the context of yoga, obviously, and in breathing and being able to, you know, hack into the hypothalamus and, and go, right, we can really use our breath to reduce the cortisol in our bodies and therefore alleviate symptoms. So thank you, Linda, because it's, it's amazing, isn't it? Because I think, as you say, you know, we talk a lot about in perimenopause and menopause, the hormones, but actually if we can somehow reduce the, our stress levels, even just a little, then actually we're going to be able to alleviate quite a few symptoms, mm. aren't we? Yeah, definitely. You know, I think uh, stress just has huge knock on effects because it does it messes up with your your hormone balance. Um, You know, and as you go through menopause, your estrogen levels change and that actually dysregulates your cortisol levels as well. And also the more you know, when you're in that kind of fight or flight mode all the time, you know, you're telling your liver to release glucose mm. and then you end up, you know, with that lovely midriff muffin top that we all <laughs> complain about in perimenopause as well. You know, so if you can take the stress levels down a little bit and yeah, yoga is a great way of doing that and breathing exercises, um, you can get some pretty easy wins from that. Can you tell tell us a bit more about that glucose, that sugar control in the perimenopause and why that's so important? Because it's often a question that's asked isn't it in our workshops particularly why am I gaining why am I gaining this weight and what's going on with it you know I can't eat what I used to eat and how what's that all about well it's really interesting because um you know, I've been talking to women for a long time about regulating their blood sugar levels in perimenopause and menopause Um, because when we have those blood sugar spikes um, it does knock your hormones out of balance and 
you know, we're not just talking about cakes and sweets, but also the white processed carbohydrates that turn into sugar very quickly. And so I've, you know, I've talked to women for a long time about, you know, reducing sugar and um, swapping white carbohydrates for brown carbohydrates and things like slow release carbohydrates. But um, as you mentioned, Claire, there's just been some really interesting research that's come out just this week um, from the Zoe study, um, which really finally for me puts this into black and white. And, you know, they've actually measured um, how your um, blood glucose changes as you go through perimenopause and menopause. And that, um, you know, you get more insulin resistance and your body is, is um, not able to respond so quickly and readily um, when it, it has the, these sugar spikes. So it doesn't, things don't drop back down to a normal blood sugar balance you know, as they did when you were younger. And so I was really excited to read this research. And it also mentions the role of the microbiome and how that also changes as we go through menopause. And, you know, we're just at the start of this exciting new research to try and understand, you know, how this impacts us and what we can do about it. But certainly, uh, you know, it it just puts into concrete Uh, this whole notion of, you know, eating well can really help you in the menopause. And we talk about, you know, there's an estrogen um, receptor in every cell of a woman's body. And actually, so we know that, that, you know, the estrogen is needed for the digestive system, for example. It's key, isn't it? That kind of gut brain axis as well. And so it's it's wonderful when you these you're kind of proven right <laughs> or you or it's, you know it's kind of something you've seen in in patients perhaps and i'm sure dr claire has as well and then actually you can see it in black and white just like you say in the in the zoe study kind of clarifying it for people as well because actually there's that element of trying to change your diet or what you're eating can be a real challenge at this time in your life but it's just thinking a little bit more about exactly what you're eating and when you're eating it and it's not huge changes is it it's not huge changes at all it's just a few swap outs like you were saying the kind of brown bread into the white bread and you we never say never yeah because that's not much fun no just beginning to make that 70 or 80 percent or something like that you're gonna you're gonna begin to find quite a big change aren't you yeah and actually um you know uh claire you've probably seen this but um you know, just recommending like a low GI diet, which is obviously very beneficial to Mm. prevent diabetes as well. Um, You know, that has so many health benefits, um, no matter whether you're male or female, really. Um, You know, and I'm sure you see uh, the benefits of keeping blood sugar stable in your practice as well. I think it's really interesting, actually, because at the moment, it's it we're thinking about it so much like you know health professionals in general are thinking about it so much more holistically a few years ago thinking about prebiotics thinking about how much can a diet and our lifestyle impact on our health was was there but it was sort of you know down the list and the go-to for for a lot of people were a prescribable medicine or you know something that was just a bit more harsh and I think it's really lovely to know that this is being thought of now in a bit more, I guess, in a bit more of a joined up way and that we're more than just drugs, essentially, aren't we? We're more than just pharmaceuticals. 
Are there any particular remedies that you think about as your go-to for symptoms of the perimenopause? Or is it like a bit like HRT in that respect, that it's very individualised? It is very individualised, um, but there are some, there are definitely some key herbs um, that I you know, find myself prescribing over and over again. And particularly with the perimenopause, um, because women experience a lot of erratic menstrual cycles and increased symptoms of PMS, um, I often find myself prescribing um, Agnus Castus, which might be something you might have heard of. It's also called Vitex and it's also called Chaste Tree Berry. And you only need a very small amount of it. So I just usually give it in drop doses to my patients. And over the course of, say, three months, you can really see, you know, for example, if a woman is having a period every two weeks, which is incredibly annoying (laughs) you know as you get into your sort of late 40s that can be a real really common thing um but you you can really see over the course of say a a three-month period um women's menstrual cycles really shifting back into more of a sort of you know four-week cycle um and that can really help um, with all sorts of things because um you know if you're experiencing heavy bleeding and if you're getting premenstrual symptoms you don't want to be experiencing that every two weeks you know so that's one that I love and I'm I'm always giving that to patients black cohosh is another one um, that is very well known and that is a real miracle herb to me because it has a lot of benefits Um, so it can help with things like hot flushes and night sweats Um, it can help with brain fog Um, and it's also very good for joint stiffness and joint pain Um, and it's a real good kind of all-rounder for the menopause so that's another one I really love you know so many women come to me with a lot of anxiety and Mm. mood problems um, you know which is a lot to do with the you know the fluctuations in progesterone that they're getting Um, and there's some really great herbs for you know to treat all that sort of stuff so um one of them's called skullcap which is a bit of a scary name um but it's it's a really calming herb it's great for anxiety but it's not sedative in any way uh and you can take that as a tea so that's very easily available as a tea um or as a tincture um and then of course you've got the lovely st john's wort as well which as long as you're not taking other medication can be a real boost to you yeah so there's there's a lot of really great ones oh yes and also one of my favorites that I put in all my prescriptions is um dandelion root oh yeah uh, because um we really need to look after our livers um in menopause and perimenopause because that's where we metabolize our hormones and if they're not being excreted out of the body properly, you can run into all sorts of issues. And, um, you know, so many women have digestive problems, mm. you know, like constipation, um, you know, diarrhea. And, um, you know, that's one thing I really spend a lot of time working on um, getting people's digestive function working and their livers working properly, um, because otherwise you're in a lot of trouble, I think, with hormone imbalance. Mm. Um, you know, and that's, some, that's a real cornerstone of most of my treatments, I have to say. So there's a few there for you. 
<laughs> there's, there's a lot i mean i just i think it's a lovely a lovely individualized approach really mm. in terms of how you're how you're seeing a perimenopausal woman it's really refreshing isn't it to i think to it is that. and i think it's really it's lovely to hear this you know the combination of some of your favorites there because i think for many women it's well i just want to be able to find something quite easily mm. um you know and they're just accessible if they don't mm. want to take hrt and and uh, and just knowing that there's you know there are herbal medicines that you can take herbal remedies you can take is just incredibly helpful i'm quite interested in just maybe finding out with with the with the clients you see is there are there any particular symptoms that you see again and again i know you said you see a lot of women with anxiety but are there any symptoms that come up most most sessions definitely anxiety and mood issues you know heavy bleed heavy menstrual bleeding is a big one and it's so debilitating and draining and obviously leads to anemia as well um it can really wipe you out so um that's something i do see a lot as well as the erratic periods obviously um vaginal dryness is a big one as well and um i've had really great results actually giving people sea buckthorn um for vaginal dryness so that's a, a great remedy for that you know uh there's a lot of migraines that go on as well and oh insomnia is another classic obviously and um you know god if you don't get a good night's sleep you know it can oh it's disastrous i think you know <laughs> well it adds just adds to the stress level yeah. as well doesn't it you know it's this kind of suddenly this vicious circle this vicious cycle and it's just you're going round and round and round so mm. it's quite interesting and that's interesting about sea buckthorn mm. there's lots of it up here in edinburgh on the oh, yeah, coast of course. yeah lots and lots and um there was a wonderful shop that used to make sea buckthorn um sorbet that was delicious but oh, it's wow. gone unfortunately i know <laughs> but i know is it you know particularly as a capsule or an oil or as a supplement is incredibly beneficial mm. isn't it yeah it's incredibly moisturizing and full of omega-6 so it's um it's wonderful yeah i was gonna i was gonna interject there that in, in that you know obviously you're giving us lots of lots of good and amazing information but we should just caveat all of this shouldn't we as women shouldn't just go off and take any various remedies out there they 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 really need to consult someone like yourself who's a professional who knows what they're doing and can can use that individualized approach just as we would with hrt really yeah exactly and also i think something else that's really important to say is to you know if you're if you are attempting to self-medicate obviously you know be be careful um but also you need to um, make sure that whatever you're taking you know is of really good quality mm. and also contains what it should be containing um, because there are a lot of dubious things mm. out there on the market you know and I think it gives you know herbalists and herbal medicine a bit of a bad name because mm. people go into health food shops and you know look on the shelves and take whatever's there and then they get home and think oh that didn't work and that's going in the bin and I've just wasted you know 10 pounds or whatever and um, so you really have to do your research and and one thing that can really help is there is a logo um, called the T 
HR logo, a traditional herbal remedy. Mm. Um, and that's often a good mark of quality um, uh, on a supplement. And it shows that it's been through some testing and um, actually does contain what it says yeah. on, the, yeah. on the packet. So, yeah, there's a lot to think about, I guess, when it comes to, to herbal medicine. And um, there's a lot of really you know good information out there, but there is also dubious you know mm. and um incorrect information out there as well so yeah you need to I, know what you're doing I think that's the thing isn't it because when you're when you're in this 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 transition you're often you can't see the word for the trees can you so you often don't know what to look for and it's it's useful to get that kind of expert guidance on on what could what can help and what what won't necessarily help because I know that we have perceived between us to seen countless women who've been on 30 plus tablets you know and and are spending an absolute fortune on things and they still feel terrible and you know if you get to that point it's it you need to be speaking to somebody about this you know don't you you need to be getting that that expert help yeah Um, and I think the key is you know it's herbal medicine Mm. as as you said to begin with you know it's an ancient form Mm. it's almost the original form of form of medicine and so depending on what you can put together as as a practitioner um but also thinking like you say about you know really being very careful about what what you're taking looking at contraindications if you are on other medications but also as you said thinking about the quality of it so you know that 10 pounds of whatever it might be whilst that's a lot of money it could like you say if it hasn't got the thr logo be something very very different Mm. are there any books that you recommend melinda that's something i was going to ask actually or any sort of resources or um anything that you would recommend if somebody wanted to start looking into this a little bit more was there any way you would send them send them to melinda's website (laughs) (laughs) just send them to melinda's website which we'll we'll list at the end because i think it's it's a fabulous website Oh, thank you. Um, it's a very beautiful website as well. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, it's funny. There's not so many books about that I refer to in terms of herbal medicine and menopause, but there is there's a really good book um, sort of nutritionally um, mm. by a nutritionist called Nikki Williams um, mm. that I think is really good. And uh, I think it's called Happy Hormones mm. for Life or something like mm. that. Um, but it's full of really good information mm. um, about diet and supplements. And there are a few herbs in there as well. Um, so that is a really good one. But um, yes, no, I obviously need to write one, don't I? Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what I'm intrigued about because I, I, I've not come across or we've not come across anything around you know herbal medicine mm. and perimenopause and menopause specifically so that's why i thought i'd ask so that's quite there we go there's a book in the bag there that's your next project <laughs> it's a gap in the market it, there. there is but i do I, I really think there is because i think there's a there's a, a need for it as an adjunct to everything else just in the same way as we talk about you know we talk about HRT and I talk about it a lot, don't I? I bang on about HRT a lot, but there's a need for it to exist side by side with a sort of a resource that is really evidence-based. And I think, um, you know, there's, there's a lot out there about this, but really there isn't a lot about how to do it properly. Yeah. I find a lot of women just coming in, like we said before, just using things that you know, I, I, as a professional, say I, I really don't know much about this. So, you know, maybe we could signpost them to a resource that would help. Oh, yes, no, you're right. I need to write this book. Um, well, <laughs> Sorry, I've just given you no, the work. <laughs> 
because it's interesting because, you know, I have a master's degree in herbal medicine. And when I was doing my master's degree, I I knew I wanted to specialize in menopause. Mm. And I spent a whole year analyzing research papers Mm. on herbal medicine and what worked in menopause, what doesn't work in menopause. And then I went into practice and you know, I've been able to see that actually, you know, happening with my patients, you know, what works, what doesn't work, mm. you know, because I get their feedback, you know, and they come back and tell me, you know, oh, this has changed or this hasn't changed. And, you know, we adjust the prescription accordingly. And so, um, you know, yeah, there's a lot of I think there, I think you're right. I think there is a need for that kind of resource to be made available, you know, not only to women, but also to professionals as well in the field. Um, so they can you know they can look at it because you know sadly I have been to a lot of talks um where um you know doctors will get up and um and talk about HRT and then there's always a woman in the audience who says excuse me what about is there anything else I can take yeah exactly and nine times out of ten the doctor will say no it's all a load of rubbish throw it all in the bin and you know and then I sit in the audience and say hang on a sec Mm. (laughs) there it does actually work you know but you have to know what you're doing um so yeah I think there's a lot of education that needs to go on I think these are the healthy discussions that we need to be having aren't they because there's still in a similar way to how HRT perhaps was five or six years ago a big kind of flat no HRT is terrible and it causes all sorts of problems Mm. in a similar way things are starting to change with alternative medicine as well and I think that's really really helpful I was I wanted to pick up on what you said about you know reviewing you that your clients that when they come back and they say that perhaps some symptoms are still there or some have got better do you find that in the same way that I find I have to tweak doses I have to make it do you find that that quite common in your practice yeah definitely because everybody's so different and you know some women need you know horse tranquilizer kind of doses whereas other women are incredibly sensitive and just a tiny amount of my medicine will affect them so that's why it's so important to have this ongoing dialogue with them and to you know keep checking back in with them all the time and also you know because they're circumstances may change their medication may change and I have to adapt accordingly Mm. Um, but you know once we get someone onto a prescription that's working really really well for them um, you know I tend to just post them out kind of you know monthly repeat prescriptions you know very much like a GP and you know we just work on that basis until they get to the point where they feel you know okay maybe I'm ready to have a break from this let's see what my symptoms are like without the medicine um so you know because it is it is medicine as you say it you know it's another form of a drug what I'm giving them and so my ultimate aim is to get people off the drugs you know as much as possible Mm -hmm. and to try to bring their bodies back into balance again you know so yeah it's an ongoing dialogue and also you know I should say that I do have a lot of clients who take HRT and take herbal medicine at the same time, Mm. Um, you know, because maybe there are certain symptoms that the HRT isn't helping with and that I can help with, or, you know, perhaps they've got other medical conditions that they want some other help with, you know, so yeah, there's a, there's a, 
you know, so I have all different types of clients. So ones that are on the HRT, ones that would like to come off the HRT, one that have tried the HRT and that it didn't really work for them. Or then I've got the ones who just never want to ever try it, you know, so the whole spectrum really. Yeah. So it's an interesting combination. And we often talk about that though, as well, you know, it's not, it's not just going to be one approach and we've mentioned nutrition and you were talking about blood glucose a little earlier, but you know, glucose levels. So, you know, there's the nutrition, the movement we talk about movement mm. rather than exercise because that seems a bit gentler <laughs> and kinder mm. but also you know yes there is hrt and there is breath work there is so much around that and it actually often it's it's a little bit of everything or a little bit of two or three things coming together isn't it um and you mentioned melinda about tinctures are they stronger in some way are they more powerful or potent than say a tablet formulation i just wondered about that yes definitely and um the amount of medicine that you can get into say a five mil dose of a tincture you you can pack a lot more into that tincture than you might get in a tablet um you know you might have to take three or four tablets to get the equivalent of that little liquid dose of a tincture Um, and there's different strengths of tinctures as well so you can have quite weak ones um or it's all about the ratio of the amount of plant material that's been put in compared to the amount of liquid that's been put in to extract it. So yeah, there's all different ratios and strengths of tinctures. And I tend to work with quite strong, um, high ratio tinctures um, so that my clients will get, you know, a really good kind of rapid result and um it's very very bioavailable for them so yeah there's a it's it's very you know the, there's a lot of chemistry involved really i was going to say it's really it's it's really quite complicated hearing you talk about it it's quite a lot of i guess yeah chemistry in in what you do yeah and you know we do actually study plant chemistry when we're training and we learn about plant chemistry and and how uh you know plants interact with the body you know because obviously for example you've got you know phytoestrogens which have the same molecular structure as the hormones in our body the estrogen hormones and you know will sit on the estrogen the plant molecules will sit on the estrogen receptors in our body and i just find that fascinating yeah. That, you know, we have evolved alongside plants on this planet, you know, and that they've been our, you know, our allies for so long in evolutionary terms that they actually mimic the hormones that are in our, I mean, I just find that absolutely fascinating, you know, and we see that a lot now with, you know, all the research that's going on with the cannabinoid system Mm. and the effect of, you know, CBD and cannabis in the body and, you know, the fact that we have receptors in our body that respond to, you know, those plants, I just, I find it absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Totally. I think it's incredible that the idea that there's plants out there that we haven't really fully discovered. And yet we know, you know, that there's going to be incredible properties to those plants and 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 the healing i mean as we know from from time before you know the healing properties of plants predate us and will go much further 
beyond us. So it's it's absolutely fascinating. I think the whole the science of it is wonderful. And it's coming back to it though, isn't it? We you know we talk about we've been talking about holistic approach, but you know before. So I often call it Western medicine, don't we? But, you know, that kind of what we know as Western medicine now, before that, as we were saying, this is what you would look to, Mother Earth. And we're slowly coming back round to the idea of actually, the, oh, there's a reason. Mm. <laughs> there's a reason, as you say, we were living side by side by to so many remedies and so many things that can help us as well. So. Yeah, and I think that that sort of schism in medicine mm. that, you know, has been going on for, say, about you know 200 years maybe 150 years it's kind of we're slowly coming round again we're coming back together again which mm. I think is really lovely mm. you know and should be that should be really fostered yeah yeah no absolutely because I think I just think it, there's so much work to be done together that can yeah. be incredibly powerful mm. um, yeah. and so many drugs that possibly would not be needed to be prescribed by a western doctor as such yeah um, Tell us what your website is, Melinda, please, um, so we can direct everyone to it. Sure. So it's just my name, melindamacdougall.com. And are you doing online consultations at the moment? Yes. Uh, my whole practice is online at the moment. Um, just shifted over to that through the pandemic. And I've decided to stay that way um, because I've just been able to obviously reach so many more mm. people. Mm. Um, and yes, yeah, so I do online consultations and I have clients, you know, all over Europe, actually. That's incredible. That's brilliant. I was just going to say it's fantastic because mm. actually the, the, this, you know, will reach so many people and mm. knowing that they can actually speak to somebody who specialises in herbal medicine for perimenopause and menopause is, is like gold dust, isn't it? It is because actually we, we do a lot of, I mean, we do workshops, but, but a lot of the people we speak to are based in the UK, can only really practice around the UK. So actually knowing that there's someone that can get in touch with you, potentially have an con- online consultation in in Europe is wonderful. I love yeah. that. I might have to come and see you. <laughs> yeah, please do. Please do. You know, because I, the thing is, I love working with women going through this stage of life. Yeah. And, you know, we hear a lot of negative things about yeah. menopause and how awful it is and how much we're all going to suffer and mm. how much we should all be afraid of it. But, you know, I often see incredible incredibly positive things come out of menopause and just this particular stage of life um can really uh, you know I just see amazing transformations happen in women's lives you know where they really start to decide you know what they want out of life and really go for it and that's quite exciting to be a part of you know as a practitioner absolutely and there's um that analogy of a of a caterpillar turning into a butterfly that sort of you know almost that's transformation it's like the second puberty isn't it often called that as well yeah the second spring yeah yeah it's absolutely possible for it to be incredibly positive it's just being able to have the tools to navigate it and the information isn't it yeah exactly so there's yeah there's a lot of good that can come out of menopause (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for joining us melinda today that's been incredibly helpful incredibly informative hasn't it yeah yeah well thanks for having me and um good luck with the rest of your podcast series Thank thank you